Hey guys, what's going on? It's John Ryan from Hold No Holding Back. Where we get into the rumors and uh, hot takes from the previous week in sports. Uh, this week we are going to kind of recap uh, what happened in NFL free agency for the past for last week. Um, talking about the Odell Beckham trade and what the Giants are doing. Second, um, breaking news out of the MLB and you know crushing to the blows of everybody in Philadelphia. Mike Trout signed a big deal. So we'll get a Philly perspective on there from Ryan. And then, you know, it's the best time of year for anybody who loves basketball and loves sports, March Madness. So first things first, OBJ traded to Cleveland, was broke right after we were done filming last week. Yeah, time to perfectly. That was all the commotion from the construction workers. Yeah. See, <laughs> I think a few of them gave up for the night. <laughs> so I think one of the things that we were talking about was you know, I obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but the first thing that you look at is the return. Yeah, I, it's it's multiple fronts, right? The return, the strategy, all. What are they doing? What is their strategy? Their beliefs? They're very contradictory right mm-hmm. now. Um, so so let's let's start off with the return, right? That, that's a good point. The return they're getting the seventeenth pick. Seventeenth overall, right? Right. Of this year's draft. Their second third-round pick for Cleveland. Right. Not their first. No, not their first. And then um, they're also getting Peppers. To build Peppers, right. Right. So right now, with their pick, the sixth pick, the 17th pick, and that Cleveland third, it's not enough ammo on the trade table. Right. To So... There's a trade table, right? It gives you values, perspective. Generally, if you want to trade up, it's just a relative note. You have to usually exceed that value. Right. So, like when, so when Ryan's talking about perfect examples, when the Jets traded the three second round picks last year to go up to get Sam Darnold, I think the value was somewhere right. in around. In addition like, to their own pick. Right. In addition to their own first round pick, the points for the. Th- third overall i think let's just say it was like 2400 points total points valued from a draft perspective they ended up paying like 28 so you have to overpay yeah and and just with those picks alone it's not enough for them to trade up to get a qb if they really wanted to right in a weak qb draft well at least well it doesn't even look like they're no, they, even, they're not targeting even. them. You know who they might go is uh, Jones, Daniel Jones. They, perfect Eli. Yeah, because David Cutcliffe, the coach at Duke, it was Eli and Peyton's coaches when they were in college. It's all the attributes as well. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that we need to really focus on what David Gettleman says and then what he actually does. I mean, you go out and you say, you know, we didn't sign him to a massive contract to trade him. And then you come back, what was it, two weeks later, and then he's gone for nothing? Yeah, but like how, you, how about the year before? He, he banged the table. We're not trading this draft pick. They didn't trade the draft pick. They didn't even field offers. So Well, because he was stuck in, he was stuck in taking Saquon. But I was saying to you this the other day. Let's say they wanted to trade Odell last year to Cleveland. They could okay. probably would have traded him for the fourth overall pick would have been fine. From the New York Giants' perspective, if you traded Odell Beckham for the fourth overall pick, you could have had Sam Darnold and Saquon Barkley, based on how it all ended up falling. Yeah, be a nice little package for them. And you probably could have got something else. Absolutely. You could have got that third-round pick or something. Absolutely. 
I just think that it is just poor timing. Plus, his value would have been higher there, too. Absolutely. So, and, it, well, it also depends on when, if you signed him to the deal as opposed to him going into his fifth-year option would have been another caveat to the trade and how that would have worked out because the cap number would obviously have been more of a low risk. Right. I mean, the Giants are just a walking conundrum. Look, they're saying... We value one position, then they do another, right? They get Peppers in the deal after they don't pay Landon Collins right. the eleven million, which is wasn't bad for, especially what especially they ended up with at fourteen yeah. mil. And then, then they say, hey, we, we'd let OBJ go because he was a headache. But then you sign Golden Tate to a four year deal who's thirty one. Now you're saying, oh, we don't care about players who are certain age. We we look at them on the field. Right. Well, how's he gonna look? You know, if, if OBJ, the guy had uh, the lowest catchable ball percentage thrown to him. Right. 50%. Mm-hmm. So now you're telling me a 31-year-old receiver can go out and do that? Right. And then what, what, was, what was his interview yesterday? He said, when it comes to evaluating talent, I don't consider age a factor. Right. <laughs> how, do you, how do you sit up there and just blatantly... That, that makes zero sense. I don't know sense. how age isn't a factor. That doesn't make any sense. But you, you know what? They're not. Apparently, they're not taking a draft. Uh, they're not taking a quarterback in this year's draft. They're either going to wait for next year or maybe Gettleman's just, you know, kind of giving us a little smoke screen. But I doubt it. Yes, I mean, I really don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not bad to wait, given this year's crop. Right. I mean, I... But what's to say that the Giants... Like, let's say the Giants end up winning, like, an extra game or two than they than they were really supposed to. How how does that put them in line to get one of the quarterbacks? Well, well I think the trade for them is trying to get Rosen if they really want to do Right. Something. No, I agree. I think that's the move. The 17th for Rosen would probably be what... And the Cardinals today were meeting with Kyler Murray, so that... It looks like that's just a foregone conclusion that right. he's going one overall. So, if you want him, that's there. Right. I I think he's arguably just as talented, if not more talented, than any of the passers in right. this year's draft. Uh, he would definitely be the, to me, and a lot of people say, you know, Kyler, would, if, if Rosen was in this class, Kyler would still be number one. I, I personally disagree, but. Yeah, I, I mean, teach your own. I, Kyler's a phenomenal athlete. Right. Like I said, I've been saying this since day one. I, I don't trust him. Right. Just given – I don't trust the commitment. Right. If you come in unprepared for these interviews, um, you have a fallout option. Not to say that he won't stick to football, but it, that, that option's always there and with baseball. And just couldn't answer the simple questions. Like, managing QB now is – more complicated than ever. Look, maybe you're going to tell me he's going to do a bang-bang scheme, but as the guy's paying attention watching film all the time, he's not going to recognize all the coverages. Uh, your athleticism's always going to right. be so far. Like, you can circumvent that. Look, not, I'm not trying to have the comparison to Johnny Mansell. Right. I'm just saying look at how that pl- planned out with a right. guy who's ultra-athletic, comes in the league, flesh and pan. Right. Uh, because he didn't put in the time. Once again, not a comparison. Right. I'm just saying. That no, happens. I, I, no, I hear, I hear you. I think, I think the one thing that he really needs to understand 
is that in college he was able to like lean on his athletic ability to get him out of certain situations Correct. whether whether it was in the pocket or whether it was you know you know looking off looking off safeties to to fit the ball into tight reads the issue that he's going to have especially being the first overall pick is that everyone in the NFL is a stud and you have offensive linemen that can Freaks. run like less than five flat 40s now and 400 pound cheetahs yeah it, it, it's ridiculous so I think it's going to be a interesting uh, first season for him especially since the Cardinals do not have an offensive line so what do you on the opposite take what do you think of Cleveland now how about that team? I think that they won't win the division. They won't win the division. I don't think they'll win the division. He's walking out with the division. I think Pittsburgh will come out and walk oh, out with the division. Oh, wow. I, I, I just... On paper, yes, they look great. But you that there's only one ball that's going to get spread around to Juice and, and OBJ and, and Chubb and then the eight games after Hunt comes back and then Njoku. I mean, you there that's there's only one ball to go around. And I don't really care whether, you know, o, Odell didn't have issues on the field or whatever. He just is a hothead when he doesn't get the ball. And granted, Baker will force the ball to him, force the ball downfield. I just don't think that they will be disciplined enough in their offense to get I, to the playoffs. I, I think the one caveat you have there is Landry is almost like the leader that can keep help keep him in check for the most part. I, I don't think he needs to be kept in check. I, I think he's a competitor, but I, I think it would help ease the transition in with that offense. I, I agree, I ju- and I think their defense is, is loaded too. I mean, they have Garrett, they just got Vernon, the Giants decided to get rid of his contract and thought that that was a good trade. Um, it, it's... But you're right. It's a lot of pieces coming in to mesh right away. Right. Like, look at the last team that all had all this hype because of uh, <laughs> because of all the the, the paper team. the paper talent and the dream team in those in those Philly years. Yeah, they they didn't have a receiver like Odell coming on in on that team though. No, that's true. That's true. But I I I think that they will miss out on the playoffs and they won't win the division. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I just don't think Freddie Kitchens is going to really be able to, you know, come up with an offense that is going to be able to highlight both of those players. Shit, John, I could drop an offense to highlight those players. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't think it's going to work in the first year. The second year, the second year, I think they'll have a better shot because they'll be in a system together for a long period of time. I just don't think that the hype right now for them to move past the Steelers is going to be a thing. And I just think since the Steelers lost AB and they lost Bell, uh, I, I think that they're going to probably sign Big Ben to an extension, which is going to be basically like the biggest, like, you know, fuck you to Brown and Bell. Yeah, but, but it's really a fuck you to yourself. No, the, I, I agree. But for whatever reason, the Steelers have done things in, in – like this in their previous history, and that's why they're probably the most successful franchise in football. Well, in the tradition of Plaxico Barris, yeah. shooting yourself <laughs> in the foot. <laughs> so that's one way to honor your former players, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I don't even want to talk about this next topic. Uh, well, you know what? I got the text this morning, and I knew it wasn't going to be good for you. 
and especially on the day that we're recording this podcast. So for those of you who really aren't connected with the sports world or, or just basically the world in general, Mike Trout ended up signing the largest contract in North American sports of so 12 years, $430 million with no opt-out for the team or for the player throughout the 12 years. So before we get Ryan all fired up because of his dream of Harper and Trout together in Philly, I think the one thing that needs to be discussed is that, you know, if you're Mike Trout, you have to take that deal, especially with what's been going on. Granted, you're the best player in baseball, but you still took the money over fame. Like, nobody really cares about baseball in California. So, so you're a fraud, right? What are sports are about? Sports are about caring. So we're, we're basically teaching everybody these days, yeah, yeah, go get your money. There's, there's no loyalty. I get it. It's, it's all business geared. But don't put up a facade that you care, mm-hmm. right? This guy's all at all the Philly games making best friends with Wentz, uh, reacting to Harper's comments. Like he's... Wooed. He's mm-hmm. going to Sixers games, wearing Sixers jerseys, sending out all the stuff, flying into Philly. Like, don't do that unless you want to come. There, there's a reason you put on your Philly facade. Right. If you don't, go ahead. You're a less, less accomplished Kobe. Stay out in California. It's <laughs> all that matters. Like, I, I actually respect Kobe because – the Sixers skipped him in the draft, and he wanted to kill the Sixers, right? He wanted to rip their hearts out when they played in the yeah, NBA Finals. Yeah, that's a mob's mentality, yeah. Trout is just over here Judas-like and but, going to all the Philly events, and then nothing. Like, no comments, nothing about it. Do you think he's content being out there because there's there probably would never be pressure on him? How would there be pressure, though, if you came to Philly? Because Harper is going to eat that pressure. Well, not not even that. It's that, like, the big thing that, and one of the reasons why some people, I'm just going to use New York and A-Rod, for example, because mm-hmm. A-Rod signed the big deal. Like, you coming into a team, a big money player that doesn't perform the way you should perform, it's a burden on some players. And he, like we've said, nobody really knows much about Mike Trout. He's the best kept secret in baseball. Is he okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. If you want to take your money, you want to go play for the Angels, uh-huh. don't come back. Stay out there. Go root, go root for the Rams. So <laughs> so you take. it sounds like you're going to be stomping on Lincoln Financial Field for his tickets. I'm not going to put up an uproar because I'm, I'm gladly watch him come <laughs> to games, watch him get booed. You know, like – but does it really take the does it really take the Phillies out of it? I mean, anybody can trade for Mike Trout. Yeah, but now look what you did, right? Because you could have just waited. He he's done this twice now. He he overshot, resigned the first time. Never should have. He would have made more money the first time. Well, then you wouldn't worry about this back end. Well, the first the first time he did it, they they did it so he could avoid arbitrate. He made more money. Yeah, but he took on the years, and then he, he missed out two years of his prime when he could have resigned earlier. I mean, he's he still twenty six. Yes. What he would have been a free if he didn't sign the contract, he would have been a free agent. Twenty six now. 
at, when he's 28, like 2021, I think Something he was like a free agent. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah, I agree. It's really hard to say no to the money, but what are you, what are you really looking at when, from a sports perspective and from a fan's perspective? Yeah, but fan's perspective, right? It, it's, I, I get it. It's, it's all a business, but if you're a fan, like, or you're, you're teaching kids to love the sport, right. love everything about it. Like what? What else is there if if it's just about the money? Like, yeah. What do I care anymore? What do I care about rooting for this team? Right. Maybe maybe it's going that way. Maybe I'm just going to root for players or something like that. That that takes a lot of the fun out of it. Yeah, I got a, I got a buddy of mine who, for he was a big uh, Syracuse fan. He still is a big Syracuse fan. So when when Melo ended up coming out. After he won the national championship, he he loved Melo, so he followed Melo, so he became like a Denver Nuggets fan. So he is a Denver Nuggets fan. He is a Syracuse basketball fan. He is a Philadelphia Eagles fan and a New York Yankees fan. I want so, a hodgepodge. So, so if you want to talk about following players, I mean, there are people that do that, and, and there are people that pick teams based on where those players are. Mm. It's called Cowboys fans. That is called Cowboys fans. Yes, that's actually a hundred percent true, a hundred percent too. Like, but I know, I know you're upset. I know a lot of people from Philly are probably upset. But if it makes you feel any better, I know we were talking about earlier how Mike Trout has you know the best stats out of anybody in this point of his career. So I was talking to a baseball guy yesterday, and he he was telling me you know, and he's a Phillies fan. And he said that he doesn't really care too much about Mike Trout because Albert Pujols had better numbers than Mike Trout in his first eight years. Good. I I hope they end up the same, too. <laughs> Spiteful tonight. Spiteful. Hey, you know what? It's because it's he was a fraud, right? And then he wants to be a coward. Look, still not stomping on big money, but don't play it like it's supposed to be. Like, you're supposed to be all about Philadelphia. Are you waiting for an explanation? I'm waiting for him to call in or something, tweet at me. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. It was, it, was, it, it was a pretty, pretty fucked up move, though. I do have to agree. And I wonder what Bryce Harper's thinking right now. Especially it, since he was, no Bri- yeah, like, I, he was talking to Bryce. Yeah, like, he was talking to Bryce all the time. Like, how, how strange is this that it just comes out like that? I don't know. Maybe it's just fake news. Like, how... Harper, you should be thanking Harper again to get you that deal. He's right. the only reason you got that deal. A hundred million more. Cause it, so what was somebody saying? They were like, uh, all right, so take this, right? The money that he make, he's making out there, mm-hmm. you're 430, whatever. If, say he was to make a little bit less coming to Philly, wait it. Right. You realize his expenses would be zero. He would never pay for anything in that fucking city. <laughs> He'd have no expenses. His taxes would be lower, right? So we've already seen with the California rule and everything. Right. So he's really not making more money because at the end of the day, your status is going to be unreal. You'll be a legend if he would have came back and played. He'd have statues everywhere. Now, L.A., look, they were saying, oh, he, he's a big-time deal on the line. No, nobody knows who he is in L.A. The, Manfred came out and was ripping him because he wasn't even faced. If he was in Philly... You realize how much he would have sold? You, mm-hmm. but, you know, Harper's jerseys, shit, Trout jerseys, they've been 
broke the fanatic site. Yeah, but I think this. And speaking of fanatics, what's his name? Isn't Ruben the CEO or the creator of fanatics? Is he Mario? I, so I think I think that whole Philly connection is. I just don't think he could. Like this deal to me says that he couldn't hold up the pressure to come to Philly with the money, win a World Series, and be the legend that like everybody thought that he was going to be. It's just some people are like that. Some people shy away from the spotlight. Some people don't want to take the last shot and pass it off to, you know, Ray Allen to win an NBA Finals. You know, there are people like that. It's fun. I just don't want to ever hear talks about him being the greatest baseball player ever now. Well, we, we, I think we're still all of the opinion that Barry Bonds is the GOAT. Love me some Barry Bonds. And then the kid is not, just right behind him. Yeah, I'm, baseball, it's, it's tough like that, like yeah. comparing players. but Especially during eras. Yeah, yeah, different eras and everything. With the steroids and the yeah. juicing and the – yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think, I think one thing that – and we want to move on from this, and, and we're going to get into uh, kind of our highlight games for March Madness, but the one thing I did want to ask you is that did you – how did you feel about the Players' Championship? this weekend and them moving the tournament from I think they usually have it in May around Mother's Day to March so the, the course is now a lot more wet and the scoring is a lot higher the greens are much slower and we had Rory McIlroy who you have come out and said that he needs to shut up and pe- allow people to drink as much as they want at golf courses how do you feel about your boy winning uh, as I usually feel, about as good as Trout resigning. <laughs> I mean, perfect elements for him, right? Yeah. Take the English weather, as he wants to be called. Yeah. Uh, fine, rainy, wet, soggy course. Probably played like he's used to. Yeah. Well, he was also, and Dustin Johnson was talking about this too. Them moving it to March and the the fairways, you know, a lot more frothier and, and, and the greens a little slower allows them to pick up the big stick. Like you, and that's where Rory and DJ make their money. You don't need to do that in May because you can, that's like the at the open, you can put the ball out there and the ball's going to roll because the greens are so hard. Right. But, you know, we had a lot of action coming towards the end. A lot of people thought Furyk was going to come out and get it. Um, a 72-foot putt on the 17th green. The green's only like 85 feet wide. Which I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a lot of fun and especially on St. Patrick's Day everybody had a, a, a good time and then once that was over six o'clock then the brackets were revealed so we have a lot we have a lot to really kind of get into with our brackets and kind of who's going to be in our final four and who we think is going to take take the cake so as we know what wins in the NCAA tournament guard play yes I mean solid point guard what what better matchup is there out there with uh, Marquette and Murray State right off the bat. Talk about two great point guards. Mm-hmm. You have Howard, and then you have uh, Jad Morant. Who not many people have really seen. So it's going to be really interesting to see how good he is. People projecting him to be the player that's picked behind right. Zion. Tell you what, man. I was at the Big East uh, this past weekend watching them play uh, St. John's. A kid Howard is all over the place. Tiny. Yeah. But he, on offense, that kid is all over the place. Now, he's not going to be able to guard Morant, and I, I think it'll be a fun matchup. I'll put it that way. And so they play when? I think it's Thursday, I believe. So um, 
I think we all like to think of these two days, Thursdays and Fridays, as you know, almost as a national holiday. I know you always take off work on the Friday, so that's I know, baby. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're playing right on Thursday, the twenty first. I I like the upset right away. I don't know about you, but I like the twelve five. Well, everybody loves the twelve five matchups, and I, you know what? It's you're really gonna see how how good he is. Um, I think one of the things in this particular region, one of the games to look out for is the six eleven game between Buffalo and Arizona State or St. John's. I mean, they play. I think Arizona State's gonna come out and win that game. If Arizona State does, I I like Arizona State beating Buffalo because of the Bobby Hurley factor. Talk about a tough bracket. And you have Nevada, Florida, right? Right. Florida's been hot recently. Nevada was an early favorite, been slumping a little bit as late. Yeah, but I think Florida I think Florida like peaked in the SEC tournament. They the win over LSU was the one that um was going to kind of take them into like the next um the, into the next game and into the tournament. So I don't know. I think they may have peaked. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't really like I don't really like Florida too much. Never count out Syracuse in the bracket. Because nobody knows how to play against the zone. No, not at all. And the thing that I find interesting is is I can't remember the last time Gonzaga was a number one seed in the tournament, and Gonzaga consistently always gets to the Elite Eight, always. But when you when you get to the Elite Eight for them, you're talking about matching up with probably Texas Tech. Who knows. Who knows? This bracket's a crapshoot. Oh, I even I didn't Michigan's even. Michigan's down there. Florida State. Florida State. They, they that's might a not pretty even tough region. Like, yeah, that's mean, a pretty tough bracket. And look, them versus Syracuse. Granted, Zaga could shoot, can blow up that zone easily. But yeah. It's it's very tough. West. Okay. I mean, I mean, I think I think. So, who do you think comes out of the West? Right now. On the spot, I, man. I know that's, I, it's going to change like, before you have to submit your bracket. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Michigan as of right now. Yeah, I'd like okay. Michigan return to the Final Four. Okay. All right, I like that. All right, let's move over to the Midwest now. Um, you don't want to talk about your Dukies first? No, save the best save, for last. All right. Save the best for right. last. I think, I think North Carolina out, getting I think the one seed. a shoe over here. <laughs> I think North Carolina getting the one seed ends up being a pretty big uh, a deal for them, especially after losing to, to Duke in the ACC tournament. Great. Two toss-ups right away. Although Washington has a pretty nice team. It's, I don't see them giving UNC too much trouble. I find this to be the Second easiest. Round. I think this is probably the easiest Yeah, bracket. I mean, Kansas is always dangerous. They haven't played well as of late. No. If they come up. Auburn, I, I don't really trust SEC schools too much. Minus Kentucky, but Kentucky's so young. Kentucky, and it's... Florida, mm-hmm. but who knows? Um, yeah, Houston was. I, I I don't really know. You know the team I, two of the teams that I like are playing right away in that bracket with Wofford and. Seton I Hall. know, I know, and Seton Hall. It's a shame. Seton Hall almost beat uh, uh, Villanova to win the Big East tournament. That that. Probably gave them a lot of confidence to to go pretty far in this tournament. I also think that they, if they do get out of the first round, they match up pretty well with Kentucky. They do. 
So they have the big athletes can play. Right, and they're just and they're long, so they'll be able to move move the ball. You know, right. Get Defensively, it, it's right. they have hotter cold nights though. They're they're a little bit streaky. Yeah, but most but most of the exciting teams and the teams that make the runs, they get hot are, and, yeah, times. and they and that sh- that streakiness about them. I, I guess do you want to like call that it. though. Going to the the finals of your conference and losing because it it I don't have a noon stat on it, but it usually fuels a little bit of fire. You see teams like that can go on runs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, so we're basically saying that Seton Hall is probably the team to watch out for in this bracket. Although. Yeah, I see UNC coming yeah. out. I just think that their pace of play and the way, and then the way, the way that they like to play, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very difficult for Two any of these teams. solid seniors, young yeah. stud freshmen. And they can shoot the ball from behind right. the arc. And they Great coaching. Class. I think the best um, teams that win are the teams that can rebound the ball on the offensive end and be able to get second chance points i think those are the teams that do the best in this tournament personally like michigan state michigan state has always been there regardless of you know how quiet they've been throughout the entire season or injuries they just always are able to turn it up in the tournament because they can rebound the basketball not recently john what do you mean been having some early outs recently michigan state well, when what happened last year? Oh yeah, yeah. But last year, last year was nuts. We had our first sixteen team beat a one. Are, are we I just mean, starting last year's bracket out? Yeah, no, I, that's an anomaly. I this year there's so much parity again, but there's going to be one team. I don't I don't see Gardner Webb knocking out UVA again this year. If we want to move on south, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And the problem that I have with Virginia in the tournament is is that they always have, when they need to score, they can't. Right. They, so they can't very, put off the offensive numbers. Right. They're they, very good I defensive team. I think if you look at their advanced stats, it's always a bit deceiving because they're always up there in the top of offensive ratings and defensive, right. predominantly defensive. But I, I think it's just because they control the flow so well defensively. Yeah, and they control the, co- the clock. They use the clock mm-hmm. as their, as, uh, their, to their advantage. But I think if we look down here, this is I, – I like Tennessee. They do have some shooting now, though, right? Yeah, with Jerome. Jerome can stroke it from anywhere. Um, I, I think that's the one factor that's different about them. But they're also healthy. Like they weren't healthy last year going into the tournament. Their best player was their best player was hurt. He wasn't really playing at full strength. Right. Um, I don't. I don't. Like I said, I do not see them losing to Gardner Webb. Um, I do. I do like Oregon. Ooh, risky. I do like Oregon. I like Oregon because of you know obviously them winning the Pac-12 tournament. Ball. And I think that them. How about his shot, by the way, for a seven-something footer? Yeah, no, kind of pretty. I used to play against his cousin back in the day, um, in in high school, and he was long and lanky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree from either of them. Yeah, well, I think my pinky has more girth than he does. <laughs> but I I like that they're I think they're a dangerous twelve seed, and you know. Yeah, they'll th- they'll be a fun team to watch. I wonder what uniforms they come out with. They're always exciting with their hodgepodge colors. Yeah, yeah. as long as I don't have to watch them play on their home court, I'm oh, fine. Because I feel Get like a I'm gonna have every yeah, time. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna just like you know end up passing out anime while tripping on LSD. 
It'd probably be a good game to maybe do a gummy or something while you're watching. <laughs> I mean, what, what did we think about last year's champ, Nova, as the six seed? They, they really underperformed this year. Yeah, well, they they lost that, that leadership that they had last year that they was able to take them so far. Did have a nice core of seniors right. all around that. Older, cla- upperclassmen. Right. Um, but, again, very good tournament team. But the, the, the tournament moves right. And if, you're, if you can shoot from behind the arc, you have good guard, guard play, play, you're going to be able scheme, to. Defensive scheme, good coaching. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to struggle I, in the tournament, especially with how the bottom of this bracket looks out with them. With Tennessee. Tennessee's good. They, they have some good players on that team. You think the moment's going to be too big for them? I think if they play Nova in the eight, I, I like that for Villanova, man. Mm-hmm. I, it's going to be a tough game. Don't get me wrong. Tennessee could turn around and blow them out by twenty. Oh, right, right. But they they have that power. They have that they power. Have They've the showed it all year. Right. They've showed it all year. I think this is a fun bracket. Bracket right here in the South. I don't think we see Virginia making it out. I don't see the one making it out of here. No, I don't. I don't think so either. And you know what? I don't like. I said, I think we need to watch Oregon because Bull Bull was out for a long period of time, and. I think Oregon um, takes out UVA. Yeah, I, I, like I, it. I may, I may end up, I may end up going that route. I think that's probably the best bet. If I needed to pick a, an upset team, I think that's the team that's going to do it. But you know, we'll, we'll really see. But let's go to the East. Can we talk about this real quick? Looking at where the teams play, so it's the East bracket. Right. They have games in San Jose and Des Moines. <laughs> How does this – is it east or is it not the east? Uh, I don't know. I get it with the college scheduling and all, but interesting. Interesting. And they're not playing in the garden this year. No, I don't like that. Um, but whatever, you can't have it at the garden all the time. That's what makes it special. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And And – Speaking of the Garden, Garden the Garden is probably like a second home uh, stadium for Duke because Duke fans travel really well to the Garden. Not so if they play the Qs. Not if they play well, the Qs. Always dominates the the Garden for sure. But I I don't like this bracket at all in the East. This bracket's trash. I don't um, like this at all. I, d- I mean, LSU, they have their point guard come back, but what, what's the deal with their coach? Is their coach? Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like LSU at all because of everything that's going on. They're, I don't think their coach is going to be able to coach. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, the NCAA ended up catching their coach with uh, over tape having conversations with a recruit. Um, I think it was about like paying him to come or something like play, that. Pay to play, baby. So, um, the NCAA, which... Blue Chips Part 2? <laughs> Shaq. And the, that's, a, that's a classic sports movie. It is. No, we, that's, that's up there. Blue Chips is definitely love, up there. Love some good Blue Chips. Yeah. Penny, Penny Hardaway? That was Great a good movie. one. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, like, I thought... Who, who's going to be at LSU? Yale? No. Maryland? Temple? Belmont? I mean, that's, it's just easy for them. And they're playing in Jacksonville. It's, like, right around the corner. And I don't really trust Michigan State yet this year either. I mean. Michigan State's hurt, too. Exactly. So it's, they're not that healthy. I know we, if they get healthy by the time, they, they were saying that they were probably going to by the tournament. 
Michigan State could have been, I mean, they won the Big Ten. They probably made a case for be, could for being a one seed. That's why I was very shocked that they ended up being in, in the Duke region because Duke's the number one overall seed. So I just found I found that interesting from a from a committee standpoint. But other than that, who is beating Duke? <laughs> like not even trying to be a homer or anything, but I, I think the only one to beat Duke is Nike. <laughs> Touche. That's the only way Duke's not coming out. Well, you see what you see, (laughs) what they did after he after he blew through his shoe. They flew down like the all the guys from Nike to Duke to fit to fit Zion with like the shoe that's gonna help him. So he's got like these new adjusted. Just give him some combat boots out there, man. Well, that's what he basically has. They just upgraded the Kyrie's with like more support to help him. (laughs) So it's actually pretty funny, but. They make a good point. The shoes actually matter. Like, when do you've ever seen anybody play basketball in a LeBron James shoe? Like, nobody does because they're 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 built for him. He's a big dude that needs that type of support. Right. Um, you know, KD wears the low the low uh, the low cut shoes. Kyrie's Kyrie's shoes are the same way. The the, the myth about high tops protect your ankles is not true at all. No, but I, I think there's with high tops, if you do have a bad ankle, I feel like it's more secure with the ankle brace in there with the high tops. Yeah, but if you do roll your ankle during a game, you're going you're going off and they're going to tape you. So, yeah. So it, it, even whether you have a high it, top or comfort. not, it, yeah. it's what you like. Yeah. I mean, I, my stature, I'm not really playing baseball, <laughs> so. I, I think that. So the conversation with Duke really is, you know, Zion and, and how he affects the team as a whole. Now, when he went out, the, the difference between the two teams, and I like to say two teams because it was like night and day, what he's able to do on the offensive end is, is spectacular and his athletic ability, but his real impact is on the defensive end. Can we just talk about him as a leader? That kid is a fiery competitor, man. And he just wants to play. Like, just wants to play, he, just wants to win. And the confidence factor of having a guy like that on your team. Right. But that's why they were that's why they were they were saying, you know, and he every interview that he does now, he's saying, you know, he, he always says, I know put people didn't want me to play, but you know, I love this game. I it, I wasn't going if he if the one and done rule didn't exist, he was still going to play college basketball. He had said that. So for him to sit out, like you go to Duke for these for these types of moments to play on ESPN every night to be able to be a number one seed in the tournament to be coached by the greatest coach of all time. I don't care where Zion was playing; he's being on TV every night. Doesn't matter where. See, but I, I but I disagree. If you if you're talking about like look at what's his name from Murray State, he was arguably are, are, the best are we guard. Comparing him? No, but I'm saying they played on the same team. Zion. Blocked a three-point shot. He started on the opposite baseline and ran over. You, everybody out there, if you haven't seen this clip, you have to Google him blocking this three-point shot. It's the the guy just elevated, elevated, elevated. Mm-hmm. I I think he finally came down when he busted his shoe. <laughs> Man was up there forever. Listen, there's 
there is something to be said about playing for a blue blood type of program. But I do have to admit, there what the Duke program, or if you went to Kentucky, or if you went anywhere else, those programs made Zion more marketable and made him more money. hundred percent, and the facilities and all just right. enable him to keep getting better. Like he, I'm not taking anything away. Like I, I get it. I would go to the biggest schools too. Right. Like that. Why wouldn't you? Great coaching. I mean, look at the accolades Coach K has. Mm-hmm. You can't argue with that. Right. And he's going to be able to get the most out of him because of his resume, you know, and the player that he's coached. It'll be like the first successful Duke player ever in the NBA. (laughs) Well, come on. Kyrie's doing pretty well. (laughs) But I think think the one thing that we should really talk about when it comes to when it comes to these all of these programs and, and this tournament in general, it's like the amount of money that this tournament generates and the amount of money that excitement, man. How look at this. You're taking off for work. 17 years, baby. <laughs> I, I think the dumbest part about it, though, is these additional playing games. Get rid of them. Just give us the 64. It's more fun like that. Right. More controversy. What are teams playing on Tuesday, Wednesday for? You, you take away from You know it doesn't really matter when you have to get your bracket in before Thursday. Oh, 100%. Like after these games. So it really, it really doesn't matter. But it, it's just annoying. You know what I mean? I want to start Thursday and I want to be firing. I, I don't want these warm-up games. Right. No, go, I agree. Go with play you. in the NIT. There's nothing wrong with the NIT. I yeah, just, I anyway. Just, I just straight lied. Yeah. Straight lied. Okay, Trout, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about passion for play. It's no Zion. Oh, my God. Are you okay? You gonna be okay? No, I like, do. Do we do we need to do we need to get in touch with some people to make sure that you know you want suicide watch tonight? No suicide watch. I'm just, just keep away sharp objects. <laughs> maybe invest. Maybe invest in De- uh, definitely Jack not putting on any sports tonight. <laughs> oh, well, besides for we have some games tonight, nineteenth. Yeah, we do have some games. So we're gonna have uh, Temple Belmont tonight and Fairly uh, Dickinson. How the fuck did Fairleigh Dickinson get into this tournament? Pride of Madison, New Jersey. How does that happen? No clue. I didn't know they had a basketball team. Neither did I. So who wins? <laughs> Prairie View versus Fairleigh Dickinson? Hey, doesn't matter. Dude. 16 seed. Hey, you can't say that anymore. You can't say that anymore. 16 beat a 1 last year. You're right. I'm still going to say it, though. <laughs> Because <laughs> the odds are in my favor. I'll take that one chance. Okay. All right. And then who do they go and play? Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's it. That's it. That's out. So yeah. Belmont Temple. I I kind of like Temple. I, maybe it's just I don't know enough about Belmont. So, And I'm a homer for Philly. Yeah. Which is Troutless. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> And then tomorrow, tomorrow's game. Yeah, I hate this too. Now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about these playing games, I know St. John's. Uh, our listener Brendan loves the Johnnies. Right, because because if you're, all right, let's let's just take this away from the games, right? Just take it for gambling perspective or for the fun of filling out your right. bracket strategy wise. Your strategy changes depending on these games, right? So now you're waiting till tomorrow. For what some games finish up at night. Oh, I'm not filling out my bracket until I know whether Arizona, if Arizona State beats 
St. John's. If Arizona State beats St. John's, then I say to myself, okay, Arizona State can beat Buffalo. I don't think St. John's beats Buffalo. Yeah, but then it's not fair for Arizona State playing three games now in a row. Oh, I agree. I agree. But at the end of the day, you're talking about filling out your brackets, and from a gambling perspective, a game like that changes that entire – that bracket changes the entire region. 100%. I mean – like these games aren't supposed to have that impact. Like I get it; it's a, it's an eleven. It's supposed to be an eleven seed, but you have to take into account that Arizona State for Buffalo is is the big cog in the west in the west region. By the way, have you seen St. John's play this year? Yeah, yeah, I was at the Big East tournament the other night. How about Chris Mullen? <laughs> that man just walks all over the floor, does whatever he wants. Well, he's a legend. He is a legend. Not taking that away from him. The, there's a timeout that happened, right? Clear out, good 15 seconds. The man's still in his chair, and, like, they're all coaching outside mm-hmm. of it. He's just doing whatever he wants, like, so at, let's, at home. So let's talk about St. John's for a minute. And we were talking about how Zion went anywhere, and you can go to, like, all of these programs. Uh-huh. Now, now New York is probably the birthplace to a lot of very, very good players. Could you almost call it the mecca of basketball? Oh, yeah, they have the mecca in Madison Square Garden, I would right. think that. Then, oh, you have the Rucker, you have Dykeman right, Heights, you got all, you got all, you got all of those kind that's of playground all the spots. Old school hoops, though, right? Right. And even the Mecca, right? Pretty old school. Absolutely, absolutely. Except for that was a pretty nice renovation that they did. Yeah, not a bad seat in the house, but <laughs> can we talk about the teams that play? <laughs> <laughs> They ended up having Rangers are the most winning team out of there. Oh my god! Hopefully things change next summer. But so what I wanted to get to was is that you would think that all of these players that grew up grew up in the New York area would be able to be attracted to Hall of Fame coach St. John's or whatever. Now the interesting thing about that is, and we were talking about pay to play in LSU and being able to to you know attract talent in ways that St. John's really can't do. Because right, because look at the money they generate from football, right. from et cetera. Right, being a big school, um, even cost factor, right? Because right? I know, but basketball, you play in a gym, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's not that big, but building the stadium, right? Building a stadium in the city versus building in the south, mm-hmm. two totally different things. Hundred percent. But I think the other thing to also keep in mind is is that. Back in the day, St. John's was able to recruit a lot of talent within New York because when they used to give their kids that stipend, the kids would just still live at home. Right. And then they would take on the stipend and they would use that to help Another their family. Another factor, too, though, is they didn't have a lot of people poaching these kids. These kids didn't see the outside right. world as right. well. Like, there's no YouTube. You're not, you're not, you don't know anything about North Carolina. Right. Yeah, but, the, but I think... Once St. John's ended up building the dorms and you could live on campus, that's Ruined when it. I think everything – because you weren't giving them stipends to live because now you were giving them a place to live. When, you know, Duke, Kentucky has that massive compound just for the basketball players with uh, – hotel. Yeah. So what you're going to go stay in a dorm room in St. St. John's or you're going to go to the Ritz-Carlton of, you know, Kentucky over there. It's, just, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I don't disagree in the facilities. Yeah, because it's generated by, like, the football money. The football money that's generated by those schools is just ridiculous, regardless of whether you're good or not. Yeah. 
And sometimes you just want to get away, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it's good to get away because there's a lot of people that are around some yeah. of these kids that aren't very beneficial. Um, and some do. Some do have good support systems, but you just never know. Right. And then, you know, they make the money and then an uncle that you've never met before comes out of, you know, God knows where and is asking you for, oh, I did this for you when you were, you know, you couldn't remember. You get that guy. Yeah. Everybody's got that guy. hundred percent. I'm not an athlete and I got that guy. Yeah. Sounds like my uncle on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be a very, very exciting tournament. It's going to be a very exciting game for, for um, a lot of the fan bases. I know, you know, in, in New York, you got all of the bars that are alumni houses. So all the places are just going to be lit. So you could definitely enjoy your Friday for sure. Depending on where you go. Where are you going anyway? Go to Wicked Wolf in Hoboken all the time. Wow. Yeah, it's the spot. I mean, usually start off in Mulligan's, nice Irish breakfast, Guinness. Oh, Jesus. And then make my way on. And on it is. Uh, you can enjoy yourself. I think you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, I mean, tradition of it is usually I be getting done wrestling season. Right. Friends be getting done basketball season. So... It was the perfect time of year to take off from school mm-hmm. in a nice absence, relax, get to rest. Uh, fun fact for you. Number one vasectomy weekend of the year. Huh. So think about it. You have three days where you can't move, so guys usually plan it around that weekend. Get and, the and, and, yeah, and their wives can't really bitch at them because nope, they just got switched. Yeah. No kid duty, you can't do anything, you can't move, you just rest on your butt right there. Every, that's so funny. Every time I think I think of, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael Scott, <laughs> he's arguing about getting snipped. What if I wanted a reverse resectomy? Snip, snap, snip. Snip, snap, snap. Fuck. <laughs> Shit's so funny. Hey, maybe you guys out there just need to go reverse <laughs> on, reverse on every other year, man. That's a lot. That takes a lot of toll, especially when you have a lot of money on this bracket. So... <laughs> Talk about putting your manlyhood online. <laughs> no better way. While you're blo- while you're blowing the rent, you're blowing the mortgage payment yeah. on your bracket. We're <laughs> <laughs> really gonna get, be able to get out there. Yeah. And so yeah. Anyway, this this is the most exciting time of year. It's too bad Trout had to ruin it to start the beginning of the bracket off for me. But yeah, I'm sure your Thursday and Friday is going to make up for the news with Trout. I think you'll be okay. I think you'll live. Yeah, because we have a real winner on our team who's committed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. Yeah, shit happens. It will be okay one day. That shit happens, but. Anyway, um, I think that's a wrap for us. Um, I think everybody, please enjoy the games. Enjoy, enjoy. Um, my Dukies winning a national championship, most likely. And yeah, I don't know anybody out there. Send us who you think um, who can knock off those Dukies because. Boy, I would love that and to love talking about it. I'm sure everybody else does. A lot of Duke haters out there. As they should be. Mm. Basically Cowboys fans. That's fucked up. Mm. Watch Now you need to watch your mouth. Now you need to watch your mouth. Am I wrong? You are wrong. You are wrong. Cowboys fans suck. Duke fans are awesome. (laughs) Just 
spoken like a true Cowboys fan. I mean, Duke fan. <laughs> well, go boys. I mean, Dukies. And that's a wrap. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want any questions and you want to um, have your voice heard on the show, just please shoot us an email. Uh, thank you, everybody.